The Xbox Drive is powered by the You, Me, and Capri Patreon. We want to say thank you to our gold level patrons like Brendan Myers, James Johnson, Ryan Turford, Egg Shen, Nasty Boots and Tammy, Joel Brooks, and Jonathan Brown. Thank you everyone for all of your support. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend, Ryan Turford, the man on the moose. And on our journey today, we don't need roads where we're going because we got 1.21 giga teraflops, baby. So turn that dial into the Xbox Drive. Bomb out of control. Greater than X. Hello, Sean. Teraflops. Teraflops, gigawatts, baby. 12 of them. It's crazy. I can't wait. Oh my gosh, the next generation is upon us. Ryan Turford, how are you, my friend? I am well. How are you? I am powered by all the flops. I'm not going to lie. I'm powered by the hype. The Mm -hmm. pure hype. The Xbox hype. Mm -hmm. I mean, the next generation, it's happening soon. We'll see. But, you know, we got some amazing details about the next generation uh, this week from the big boss man, Phil Spencer. But we'll get to that in a bit. We got to okay, we got to okay. simmer on this a little yeah, bit. We got to breaks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Sean, of course, we're going to clean the garage a little bit. Uh, we got to, of course, make a correction from last week's show. Right. And uh, a huge apologies to uh, THQ Nordic on this one. Uh, Darksiders Genesis. I said multiple times on last week's show that war, the character war. Is actually named Wrath. I apologize for that. I had an old man moment, and for some reason, I thought his <laughs> name was Wrath. So, apologies for, to uh, to THQ Nordic for multiple times of mispronouncing his name. So. Well, it's, it is a shared apology because I I I thought it was that way, but I'm like Ryan is so smart; he knows all the things. I'm like, surely he's got this one right. I must have heard it wrong. So, yeah, no, I I was right with you. It definitely struck me, but I'm like, mm, he probably got it. So, yeah. It's all good. I mean, you know, I don't know everything, Sean. So, you know, everyone's prone to mistakes. And, and, and you know, it's just one of those things where cat's kind of out of the bag. Kind yeah, of thing. nobody's so, perfect. Uh, exactly. So apologies for that. But to make it up to everyone, to be fair, I'm actually going to do this anyways. Um, <laughs> I'm, we have an extra mile coming up this week, Sean. One I'm very excited about that's near and dear to my heart because a game collection that came out this week that is close to my heart. The Mega Man Zero ZX Collection from Capcom came out this week and I will be sitting down and doing an extra mile nice. and uh, that'll be coming to you on Friday. Now you might be wondering, but Ryan, this collection just came out on Tuesday. How are you able to turn this around so quick? The answer is I've already played all the games in this collection. So uh, I mean, I, and I've explored most of the special features already because basically on Tuesday when it came out, I just spent a ton of time with it. So um I'm actually going to have a pretty in-depth look at all the games included in the collection, as well as uh, what my recommendations are for what games, what order you should play the games in, stuff like that. So mm. look for that on Friday, uh, especially because there are games that I know a lot of people missed because it's four, it contains four GBA games and two DS games. Wow! So unless you own those consoles and decide to pick up those individual games, especially some of the later Zero games, which had low print runs, mm-hmm. so they were actually really hard to find, and they're actually kind of expensive games now if you try and buy them, buy the cartridges themselves. Uh, so it's just, they, they're games that most people just haven't played. So okay. uh, I think this is going to be a good opportunity to uh, to let people know that Can you give us a hint? Are pretty cool. Did you like it? 
Yeah, I like yeah. it a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, these games are actually a lot a lot more awesome than than uh, you'd think. Really? Sure, so. Like, as it They're seems definitely like worth op- checking out. It seems optional, like, in, in the way of, like, like it's kind of side characters. It's not Mega Man, per se. Like, so, like, to me, I kind of, like, as a non-diehard Mega Man fan who, like, I like Mega Man. I haven't played every single one. I haven't played these games, but I'm like, I don't know if I should jump in. I was ready to just, like, skip over it, but maybe I should check this out. Well, especially if you um, played any of the games from Integrates, the the company that did Bloodstained Curse of the Moon or Mega Man 9 and 10, um, th- oh, yeah. they're the ones who actually made all six of these games. Mm. So um, they're one of the, I think they're one of the best 2D uh, game companies out there. They're up there with WayForward and Yacht Club Games, who I Whoa. think are probably uh, the, two, uh, the two other kings of the hill in that department. So okay. uh, they make some amazing games and they, again, they made every game in this collection and uh, they're really awesome. So yeah, I'll, I'll save it for that show. But uh, yeah, I played a lot of it this week, even though again, it's only been out a couple days. So well, Ryan, I'm, it's going to talk it's gonna be it. tricky to pull me away from the division two. I'm not going to lie. Like as, as intriguing as that all sounds, I don't know if I can stop playing the, the division two. It just—it's never going to end with you. you I don't think is, so. I've got another playthrough on PC, 14. man. I got another, but I should probably like you talk about something, something because I think I might be busy for the next couple seconds. No, that's all good. So, uh, other game. I, I like how we just easily. Hi there. Slid Can I please get a medium so. coffee with two Splenda? That's all. I love Thank how you. we slid into the playlist without uh, popping our A tracks in. I also played the Bayonetta and Vanquish 10th Anniversary Collection this week, Sean, uh, from our friends at Sega and Platinum Games. Sega! And uh, also having a ton of fun with that as well. Uh, The one thing I would say about that collection is if you've already played the games or if you already own the backwards compatible versions of Bayonetta and Vanquish, because both games are backwards compatible on Mm -hmm. Xbox One, uh, with X enhancement, enhancements to boot, um, there isn't a huge reason to jump into this version because you're not yeah. really getting any extras or anything like that I, um the games yeah. really are just upscaled uh to 4k they have some frame rate adjustments but for the most part they're basically the same game they don't even have any special features or anything like that that give it that 10th anniversary bump um that you would see on say a special edition uh, blu-ray of a movie or something like that um and i would have loved to see more of the like behind the scenes stuff uh, especially from two of Platinum Games' earliest games, uh, like right after they mostly broke off after Capcom. So, uh, but because we didn't get a lot of that stuff there, I don't know if it's worth double dipping if you don't, if you already own these games on uh, Back and Pat. Interesting. I wonder if I can't, like Vanquish is a game that I see all the time. It's a name I'm very familiar with, but it's a game I'm very unfamiliar with in terms of like, what is it? It's a, like, it's, um, bayonetta like like you're you're just like this third person just kind of like a, it's a, a double may cry kind of thing kind of it's it's a weird game to describe because sure. it's not a like a, a lot of other third person shooters but it's a third person shooter where you move super fast because you can you have this move that allows you to basically get on your knees and you slide forward but you basically have like rockets on your knee on your knees so you amazing that's super amazing. fast across the map <laughs> that's it's, awesome. it's, su- it's totally platinum games nice. when you really think about it yeah um so it's how, why would you move a... any other way ryan that obviously <laughs> is the most efficient and fast exactly so it's all about fat <laughs> like cons- constantly moving and fast sure. movement while shooting which okay. is very different from uh bayonetta which is a lot of fast uh action like third person uh melee combat um, right. And, and Bayonetta is very much more Thank like you. Devil May Cry. Like they're 
they're uh, basically very similar to each other. It's almost like the spiritual successor to Devil May Cry, gotcha. whereas Vanquish is just a very different feeling game uh, than than the, than that game. So I'm also uh, wondering if it was like a Games with Gold or something like that. Like, do we have this? Like the other version. Yeah. They came out. Yeah, you probably have. It was both of these games actually were games with gold at one point. So yeah, that's what I if thought. If you've been a games with gold person forever, uh, you probably actually have Vanquish and Bayonetta already. Yeah. Um, especially for the price point too, because I think it's uh, fifty three dollars for both games, which is cheaper than a full price game. Such a weird price. But at the, well, that's Canadian. Our so. currency is so bizarre. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's only like forty bucks U.S. But Thanks, even that, guy. you I think you can pick up copies of Vanquish and Bayonetta. On 360, even if you wanted to go the physical route for under ten dollars each, so gotcha. at that point, then it it makes it hard to justify, especially if you already have an X. Yeah, um, because the X has great enhancements for both games already. So free it, master, it, it, baby. They look very close to each other, and and because this is more of a collection for because it's also out on PS4, and there isn't really a good version of Bayonetta at all on on PlayStation. So that's where the collection makes sense. Whereas if you're in the Xbox ecosystem like us. It makes less sense gotcha. to pick this up. So there you go. So that that's that. But yeah, the division, Sean, it never ends, Sean. You're just never. And honestly, there's, there's not a whole lot that I need to update you on, other than just to call it to anybody. Anybody who wants to squad up, I know a bunch of people have been buying this game because it was three dollars. And dude, this is—is is it too late to call this my game of the year, 2019? <laughs> like, it is so good. We've had such a good time playing this game and having people jump in for the very first time, and it scales really well. Like, we've got people who are all over the place. Like, some people are in end game, some people are just starting it out, and it's completely seamless. That was a major hiccup that we had with the first game, or at least I did, where it's like if you were playing with me and you were like level 17 and I was level 12, like it was unplayable. Like yeah. the, it was just they they all the enemies were level seventeen and I was getting shot one shot and um so but it's not the case anymore so I'm really excited to go back to New York next week with the Warlords of New York uh, expansion pass that's coming out but it's been it's so much fun uh just I just don't care man I don't care about like the things that I typically care about right now which is like what am I getting to next like what in my backlog am I not getting to or campaign am I not experiencing or what should I be talking mm -hmm. about on the on the podcast. It's the, it's all about the division two right now, dude. And if you haven't jumped on, this is it. This is the one. This is that MMO experience that I've been looking for. Uh, Black Desert is or what is it called? Black Desert. Black Desert. Yeah, it yeah. didn't sound. I was gonna say dessert. Um, <coughs> so that that's just gonna have to hold on for now. But uh, it gives a chance for us all to play games together, squad up. So guys, come on, hit me up on uh, either on PC or on Xbox Live. In either case, I'm Sean Capri. Sean like Connor Capri like the pants ball. Also, if y'all have not picked it up yet, it's still $3, I think, until yes. the Yes! Dude, so didn't it seem like that was going to be like three days and it's been like two weeks? Yeah. I mean, I, pretty much up until the expansion, they, I think they wanted to keep that price, So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, which makes a ton of sense. Like, people really should get on it, because even if you're not going to do the endgame stuff, for $3, you get a it's full a campaign mm -hmm. that lasts for 20 or 30 hours on its own, yep. which is great, even if you don't intend to go farther than that. So it's well worth the $3. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's well worth more than that. But yeah, uh, yeah at that price, you, you're you you're basically, you're kidding yourself. At yep. that point. That's two coffees at McDonald's, Sean. We're actually three right now. Actually, it's three right now because it's just a right buck. Now. Can you believe it? it? Any two? size to give you a, for a dollar. But that's almost over, though. I think it, that that promotion ends in a week, too. To be so. honest with you, I didn't even pay attention to how much I paid. They're they tied, it's tied they together with the division. Just now. I just, I just need to get on with the show. Exactly. So, Sean, speaking of getting on with the show, we got a big, big topic that, you know, 
kind of just came out of nowhere this yeah. week, essentially. So uh, earlier this week, the big boss man himself, Phil Spencer, dropped some knowledge on the Xbox <laughs> Series X on the Xbox blog, basically just on uh, the Xbox website, all about the Xbox Series X with with some new information. A lot of the stuff was already kind of confirmed uh, yeah. earlier from both in interviews or he's he said it on stage at the Game Awards. Right. But we learned some interesting new information mm-hmm. uh, from from Xbox going forward and that has a lot of people in the industry really talking because yeah, this has actually been the topic of the week amongst everyone. I've seen on Twitter uh, for over the last couple of days since this went live. So uh, what I'm going to do is quickly break down uh, the checklist of things they talked about. And then we'll Love kind it. of talk about each thing. Um, I will say uh, offhand, though, Sean and I probably don't call ourselves hardware experts at this point. Uh, so we probably won't dive into like the big, the, the deep minutia about ray tracing or other things. No, I'm an expert uh, so just, plus actually. I mean, I'm beyond expert. I, I know oh. even more. So I just don't want to like, it's hard to translate down. You know what I mean? Of course. You just don't want to, you don't want to, I don't make anybody feel down. exactly. I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. So exactly. Yeah. So thanks. For there that. is that. I just wanted to throw that out there before we get into this. So first of all, they announced 12 teraflops. It was rumored, but now it's confirmed. It's officially happening. Yep. Uh, variable rate shading. Uh, basically to add some accoutrements. Uh, DirectX ray tracing on the hardware side, not on an emulated side. Yeah. Uh, HDMI 2.1 support uh, for 8K at 60 FPS or 4K at uh, 120 frames per second, which mm-hmm. they also confirmed 120 frames per second is a thing. Uh, SSD, of course, we knew that was uh, th- going to be a thing with the console since... I mean, from day one, they've been hammering load times, and that's. The, but we don't know how big the SSD is going to be, and a new feature called Smart Delivery, which is buy the game once, whether it's on Xbox One or the Series X, and going forward, the uh, whatever console you have will basically recognize the best version of that game, and you'll automatically get that version. Uh, that's going to be for all first-party titles going forward, and third-party support is, of course, allowed for this as well. So any any developer can include this feature as part of the system, just like... Like a developer like CD Projekt Red, maybe? Just like CD Projekt Red. So they announced this week, of course, we knew that there was a next-gen version of Cyberpunk 27.7 in development that wasn't going to be ready at next-gen launch. They said it's further down the road. But they did confirm that the game will be part of Smart Delivery. So purchases of the Xbox One version will get the Xbox Series X upgrade automatically for free as soon as it's available. You know how you know how like you're you're everybody's kind of asking for like the killer game, the killer app for the next console, and it's like it seems because we're blurring the lines between generations now. You almost need like a killer app for the features, right? So with small smart delivery, it's like cool that that makes sense to me, but like I don't, it still doesn't make sense in my mind like how exactly it's going to work. And then CD Projekt Red goes like, this is what this means. Like the game that you're buying for Xbox One, which the game comes out what September, September 10th, I think. Um, you're gonna yep. just keep that game digital or physical, pop it into your Series X, and you'll now have the new version. It's not even just like a, it's not even like a cross compatibility, but it is that free master kind of thing, like instantaneous. You're gonna have the best version of it. So it's really good that they came out with that. And there's a number of times I think we're gonna say this throughout the, our conversation, Ryan, but like puts a lot of pressure on PS5. Like, why didn't they say anything about PS5? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and even then, this would have been the time even for CD Projekt Red to also state, also, this is going to be a thing 
for PS5 as well. Just right? in the same statement, even. Uh, so, and the way they worded the tweet was was super cool, where they they basically mentioned that they don't want you to have to buy their game twice. Yep. And they've been very like that's something they've kind of said from day one with something like The Witcher, for example. Mm-hmm. Like their approach to The Witcher has really shown that with their actions. So this is kind of a no brainer from from the studio itself. And uh, yeah, as soon as this was announced, they basically tweeted this out like maybe an hour or two later, which is just amazing. But yeah, yeah, like it really puts pressure on Sony. Like if they don't do the same thing with their games, like what, like that's a huge competitive advantage for Microsoft. Yeah. So I would imagine they wouldn't do this unless of course it was the same on both platforms, but you never know, man. Yeah. Because we d- literally know nothing about the PS5 at this point. Well, other and then the fact that it has a new logo. And to walk back a few of the points, too. So 12 teraflops is a hilarious word, and uh, we can all joke about it. But twice as powerful as the Xbox One X, which was noticeably more powerful than the original Xbox One and and the Xbox One S. And the Series X represents an eight times increase over, over the original. So, like... I felt like this generation, maybe people would agree that like we didn't really see like a giant leap, and all the numbers are adding up to that we are going to have a completely different experience here. Um, what I what I saw Ryan online was a lot of talk about like the specs have been revealed, and I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with that. To your point of like yeah. we don't know how big the the solid state drive is, like we don't actually know like how much RAM there's. They're still like they they did a really careful play here, which I think is great because it landed as if they unveiled everything but there is still a lot more that we don't know that will be valuable for them to unveil at a later date i think yeah and and likewise we don't have a price for this thing and part of the reason why we can't even really speculate on the price is for that reason that you just mentioned we don't really know everything that's in this yet but they did talk a little bit about uh which each one of these things kind of mean yeah but they don't really to give you kind of an idea as to what games will kind of look like Mm -hmm. what features are available for developers to take advantage of which i think is the big thing big takeaway here is that really this really gave a picture to developers who haven't jumped on board with series x development and say hey here are the features that are available to you to take advantage of with your games yeah um stuff like ray tracing or variable rate shading uh, which we'll get into in a second, like those are big features coming to console for the first time that are basically uh, ingrained in PC games at this point uh, that are basically confirmed for the console so people can start working with that stuff already. Yeah. Um, which is just, it's it's a no-brainer of an idea. Um, but yeah, like we don't know how big the SSD is going to be. Like if you're going to have to go buy another SSD because maybe it'll be like 500 gigs. I hope not. Please don't do that at Microsoft. Uh, please make it at least a terabyte. Yeah. Um, or or what you'll be able to do from there. Again, like how much RAM is going to make a lot, a ton of difference as well. But 12 teraflops is an impressive number, though. But that was like the whole marketing push during the X as well was the teraflop number mm-hmm. as well. So um, I'm really interested to see how that's all going to work in action uh, when when it comes out. And yeah, you're as you mentioned before, this is going to be the biggest jump for anyone who had the S or the oh, yeah. original Xbox One for sure. It's going to be like, enormous. Especially because uh, the X, while it sold well, that's only a small fraction of the Xbox One user base right now. Right. Is, are people using the X? So people just using the S are going to see a huge jump in power since mm-hmm. they haven't even experienced the X. So I think that's going to be the, the biggest tell right there. For, for anyone who's using the X, it might not be as huge of a leap. And maybe that's also what this announcement is kind of trying to brace us for. But at the same time, there's still it still sounds like there's going to be a lot of uh, nice improvements under the hood that that's going to really show off some stuff. So real quick to, to kind of uh, dive into this a little bit. Uh, for those that don't know what variable rate shading is, 
again, I'm not going to go into huge detail about this, but basically the, the long and short of it is uh, basically with that technology turned on um, as y- the developer can kind of tweak um, the focus on specific objects in the environment because it gives them full control over each individual in, uh, object in the environment. So, for example, if they want to really put the focus on objects near the player, it'll kind of make it kind of blur out certain objects in the background. Like, for example, if you're playing a game like Doom and there's like a barrel off in the distance, it doesn't need to have that barrel in like super fo- like to, to be like super focused because it's off in the distance. It's not near the player. So it gives them t- the ability to increase the amount of effects or the am- amount of detail in like the character's peripheral vision. Yeah. Like, that's how that technology works. So it'll actually make probably a bigger difference than, than you might think, especially when it comes to things like frame rate. Like, I think that's probably going to really help uh, frame rate out in particular and ray tracing for those that don't know what ray tracing is. It basically imp- uh, incredibly improves the lighting and uh, shadows and reflections in your games. That's yeah. basically what ray chasing is. And there's actually a great comparison that uh, I saw uh, referred on a podcast on lock this week where there quake Two, the super old game from 1995 got a, a ray tracing update this week from Nvidia. And it looks like night and day different because the only difference between the two versions is that ray tracing is turned on, but it looks like a new game. That's because- crazy. Yeah, because yeah. lighting in this this whole time has been like pretty artificial in this way of like it tries to mimic lighting and sources of light by like coloring the textures, whereas ray tracing is like no, no, that's like a that's a light bulb, and it, and it impacts it more in a dynamic way and more real. So I'd love to see that quick comparison, man. But I love that these new terms are becoming part of our vernacular as like console gamers. Like we're not supposed to care about all this stuff, but slowly but surely we're all turning into big PC dorks. You know what I mean? <laughs> Variable exactly. rate shading and blah, blah, blah. Like whatever. The big thing is that it's that it uh, improves um, frame rate, honestly. And I'm loving the focus on frame rate and low times as the things that we can look forward to on the next generation. Because like everything else, like the games are great. They all look good. Everything's great. Um, but those are definitely things that, that, that hiccup. And actually, um, Chris Johnson from Player One Podcast was talking about how if the next generation can solve the problem of like me bringing a game over to your house for the very first time, like I just want to play this with you, but like I'm going to pop it in, we're going to wait four hours to be actually be able to play it. If they can, whoever can solve that has a major leg up. If you can just like pop in a disc or click a button because it's a digital game, you're you're playing it next to immediately and get back to the good old days of popping a cartridge into a into a console. That's <laughs> the winner. That's the one that we're really all looking for. So I can't wait to see uh, more news coming out on Series X. I'm glad to see people excited about it and excited about some of these somewhat like softer quality of life things. But it seems like they're that they're hitting home and that they matter to gamers. So that's that's also encouraging as an Xbox fan. Absolutely. And to your point as well, they they did put uh, an emphasis on even latency input as well. Uh, right. which is a huge thing that, that has been a huge thing ever since we moved to HDTVs and moved away from uh, standard definition, telev- definition televisions. So yeah, they, they, did it they mentioned ways. dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So they so they, mentioned, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. So they mentioned dynamic latency input, which basically starts at the controller side where uh, the controller itself provides less latency and, and they're working some kind of magic 
to make it so that there's less latency between the button press on your controller and what appears on screen. And and then also a lot of that has to do with HDMI 2.1 as well, um, where it provides a faster connection as well, where there's just less latency on your HDTV because that's been a big problem with HDTVs ever since we moved to them. Yeah, from, so from that's the HDMI 2.1 stuff that you talked about, but the controller input was, and I want to ask you about this uh, because it's, uh, a proprietary connection, wireless connection. So I was wondering, like, does that mean that the new controllers are not... I guess they would have to be Bluetooth because the Series uh, Elite Series 2 is still going to work on the Series X controller. Well, even the would, original I, controllers, they confirm will work too. So. Yeah. So I'm imagining... I, it must be a variety of different ways that the controllers can connect, which is so strange to think about all the different ways that this has to happen. But um, they can't just rely on regular old Bluetooth if they're going to be enhancing the latency between the control, the wireless controller and the console. And then again, from the console to the TV, like those are milliseconds, nanoseconds even that we're talking about. And that's where their focus is, which is really encouraging. We're not, we don't care if the controller can tell if we're sweating. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on real quick as well, before we kind of move on, Sean, has your mind changed at all on the price of what you think the, the price will be announced for for this console? Not from the article, but from the sales on the Xbox One X right now. I'm seeing everywhere in the States it's $299, I think $379 in, in Canada. And that has me thinking, because like you couldn't have the Xbox One X selling at whatever it is, $499, and then release mm-hmm. the next one at $499 as well. You'd almost think that the next one would have to be more expensive than the current version but they've allowed for that they've bought themselves a little bit of space by reducing the price for the x which is incredible so with the whole like smart delivery thing that we're all talking about like it would it actually it makes a lot of sense to jump in and buy an x right now (laughs) you know what i mean like for a really it's never been this cheap um but i do think that at 299 for the top of the line xbox uh happening now probably until the series x and beyond i don't know man maybe the next one could launch at 499 if uh, yeah. like that that difference that gap makes sense to me two ninety nine for current and four ninety nine for next gen that makes sense to me big time man yeah like I was talking about this on Twitter with with Mister Badbit and I've never been more convinced that after reading this article that it's going to be four ninety nine R- really Unless, why uh, what was it about this that made you think four why not more though well it's exactly to to your point where I think that. Well, first of all, I was actually saying four ninety nine pretty much this whole time. That's true. Like, that's pretty much been my guess pretty much since since we learned about the console at the Game Awards, and I'm kind of sticking to my guns on that one because I do think it will be more expensive than uh, like I think it'll just be the same price as the X when it came out. Honestly, like that's really my line of thinking is that the X is going to go down in price, like you mentioned, because the sale we're seeing right now, I think is going to become the permanent price. Agreed. They're going to make that announcement sometime over the summer. Um, and then the, the new console will slot in right at that four ninety nine price point, mm-hmm. um, especially after because a lot of people are talking about it being more expensive than this. Like people are thinking it's going to be six to seven hundred dollars. And I especially after seeing what's included here. I am very hesitant to think that they'll go above $500 unless there's uh, some of the real world concerns that uh, we haven't really talked about. So stuff like the the coronavirus, for example, playing into it mm-hmm. to the price may be increasing. Um, but I think that type of thing is actually have more of a, a problem on the u- number of units available and less on the price. Right. I think they're probably they've probably been locked in on the price for a long time now. Um, they kind of already know how much it's going to cost and how much of a loss they're going to take. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think they're going to go any lower than 500 simply because it's some of the parts in this machine uh, are at, that they've talked about in this article aren't even available on PC, modern PCs yet. 
so it's just uh, it's one of those things where I think it it behooves them to be under six hundred dollars for the memeiness. And I think five hundred dollars is the is the price point they're probably going to go with. Yeah, so I'm more confident than ever that that's actually the price point. But again, we'll see. Again, I think the main reason they haven't announced the price yet is for that reason, where I think they're waiting to find out how many of these things they're actually going to have this yeah. holiday uh, before they announce the price. Because when they announce the price, that's when pre orders are going to go up, for example. Um, and I think they want to wait until. Uh, later to announce all that stuff. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. So the number one thing that I've been saying when I'm talking on A Cup of Joe and Nintendo, the Nintendo show that I do, is that Nintendo is in a very sweet spot with their price point, which is very cheap, especially when you have these other very expensive consoles on the near horizon. And I'm wondering if the Xbox One X at 299 becomes part of the strategy, where like yep. if they have this super expensive thing that with all the games working across all the generations and everything, like maybe that's, it becomes just as important. And that would actually allow them to have a, pr- a price point north of 499. So you'd have like an Xbox One X at 299, perhaps a Lockhart at 399 or three, uh, 450, and then the Series X at like 550. I could see that being a thing as well. I'm not mm-hmm. quite as locked in as you are on what I'm, what my, um, what my guess is where we're going to yeah. be price point wise but i could see the x playing a surprising role like the the xbox one x playing a surprising role this holiday in terms of engendering support for people like buy a console but who knows the other thing too i keep thinking about is benji sales talking about how sharply declining the current console generation really is and how desperately microsoft and playstation need the next generation to start out as clearly as yeah. possible well, there's another thing you failed to mention as well. Another price point. You have to remember, all Xbox All Access is a thing as well. Oh, so totally. The, being able to pay a, a monthly fee for the console mm-hmm. is another avenue to get into it. So, yes, that could open the door to making the console more expensive. But I also think Microsoft maybe wanted to get this thing down to 400 bucks mm-hmm. to maybe compete more with Nintendo. And, and this gives them the leeway to have it cost more than that. Yeah. Um, and that that's kind of my line of thinking. But Sean, right. we got to move on real quick because we got about five minutes left and we want to get to uh, y'all's questions, of course. Uh, we got to let people into the car. It's time for the carpool, Sean. I got so coffee. Jason C at J Carping About on Twitter asks, since we've gotten more details on the next Xbox, what do we think we need in games next next generation? I'm thinking variable AI for enemies in games like they do for Drivatars in Forza. Uh, what do you think we really need from our games in this next generation, John. Dude, like, honestly, I like the games the way they are, man. Yeah. Uh, I just want... You know what? Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on this one. The uh, facial animations were a weird thing. So I would like a little bit... They, they use some sort of, like, weird algorithm to because they don't animate every word that every um, NPC ever says. They use some sort of, like, weird way to say, like, this is the sound that the, the, the is is being emitted from this character so they'll make this uh shape with their face and i would like to see that enhanced because it man like um mass effect andromeda really took a beating over facial animations but it was not the only game they they've got a long ways to go on that so i think for the experience to really play through and to for me not to be completely taken out of the game when i talk to a character in a meaningful moment i think that's something that i would like to see well, especially with more people moving over to 4K, like stuff like that's going to become more important with the more detail they introduce. Yeah. Um, and and the one thing I'll say is something they've already talked about, like the 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 uh, latency input, little little things under the hood like that are more what I'm really looking for from games because, like you, I kind of already like this where we are with games right now. Yeah. Where 
Um, there aren't too many improvements I feel that we need to the way they're they're designed, especially with AI, because I already think it like at, at the point where we've that we've reached with AI right now, I think we're already in a good good spot with AI, and certainly you can improve it, but um, I don't know necessarily if I'm really craving that. But it's, it's certain little things under the hood, like latency, especially as a, someone who's a big retro gamer, that's a huge thing for me, or someone who plays a lot of fighting games. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's really like one of my number one concerns, and they've kind of already addressed that. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Nice. Next up, Seamus McIsaac at Famous Seamus asks: Since we know that there isn't going to be any exclusives for the Xbox Series X for a while, what games would you like to see bundled with the Series X to help show people the power of the that the Series X has? Honestly, the games that we know about already, Seamus, Hellblade 2 and Halo Infinite, we haven't seen any gameplay from those games, but I can almost guarantee you those are going to be showcase games for for the power of this console Mm -hmm. when they come out. Especially Hellblade, which was a showcase for the the Xbox Series X in particular or the PS4 Pro when it first launched. Um, like it, like that game's visuals just absolutely blew me away when I first played it. Like it was really the first game in 4K that really made me see like a huge jump, a huge leap in graphical ability between uh, games before it. Sorry, which game um, was that? Which game? Hellblade. Oh yeah, 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 Hellblade. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so well, I was also I thinking imagine... like Forza is going to be a thing. Like Forza has got to be bundled that in too. there. And more than just like the, the capabilities of it, like I think the bundling really has to be smart partnerships. Like where does Bungie lie now that they're separated from Activision? I'm wondering what that potential could could like because they kind of partnered up a little bit oddly with Stadia. So I'm wondering if they've maybe broken free of the PlayStation partnership that they had earlier. I think that would be a bit of a mic drop moment if they announced something significant in a partnership with Xbox for sure. Yeah. And honestly, like it just gets me more excited to see what we're going to see at E3 because I have a feeling there's going to be a big slate of games mm-hmm. for this thing at launch, uh, especially because it's going to be cross-gen. All these games are going to be good at cross-gen. So I think that that's just going to increase the amount of games we're going to see with with enhancements. Yep. And uh, last question before we got to go, Todd Oxtra at Toxtra asks, what does Halo Infinite need to show? If it, What does Halo Infinite need to do to show that it's still the premier Xbox franchise? Honestly, I think... It, I, and I just alluded to it. I think it just needs to be the graphical powerhouse for this console, which I I think it's going to be. Um, and as and kind of just bring the Halo magic back. I think that's all it really needs to do to remain at the top of the hill for the Xbox franchise, like the top Xbox franchise. What do you think, Sean? Well, I, I want to jump on that and maybe kind of like explore what that actually means a quick second to be like, it needs to figure out, first of all, it needs to figure out what it wants to be. Is it a multiplayer focus or is it a hard-hitting story focused? And what people were reminded of this December was Halo Reach has the ability to, and showed the, the ability to deliver like a gut-punching story. Like this really impactful, these characters that like weren't related to the, anything else you'd ever seen in the mainline games, but you cared about them in a big way and they made they, like, they made the, ulti- the ultimate sacrifice. So I would like to see them really hammer home a great story that is on par, if not better, than the likes of like what we're like, honestly, when we're talking about these AAA games, these first party studios, you have to go toe to toe with the likes of Naughty Dog in terms of storytelling in in the worlds that matter, the characters that matter, and what's going to happen to them. You have to be sitting on the edge of your seat wondering what's going to happen next. So I want them to I want them to really hit that home. I think graphics are definitely one of them, but the story has got to land. And then I want to be playing that game forever. 
So the uh, the multiplayer aspect has to continue to deliver. And Gears kind of touched on that, but I would argue that they need to look a little bit more to some of those other games that really have people locked in forever. The Division is a good example. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, of course. Fortnite, Call of Duty has done it better, I think. So on the multiplayer side, they really need to take a, take a hint and clue from the games of service to keep people coming back. But to keep people in the door... That story has got to be like, I cannot believe they're doing this in video games right now. Especially like that was the biggest letdown with five for a lot of people, myself included. So I think that that's really the, the main improvement that really has to come from from this game in particular. Well, yeah. Anyway, Sean, we got to go. All right, man. So before we go, Sean Pugs, go. Well, right now uh, you can find me in Canada. I've got to go to my mother-in-law's, all right? Uh, I'm going to fix her TV. Otherwise, you can find me on the internet and on Twitter at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. And if you like the show even just a little bit, you can toss a buck or two or ten over to patreon.com slash Capri. Very nice. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D. And if you'd like to be part of the show or reach out to us anytime, hit us up on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 129 of the Xbox Drive. And we out. Bye. Bye.